Hey confidants, it's Teresa. You're listening to You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast where comedians confess something they've never told anyone before. You might notice that this is um, a second episode this week. I usually just do one a week on Wednesdays, but this is Monday. Very astute observation. Not only is it a holiday weekend, but I recorded a couple special episodes or special um, confessions from Limestone Comedy Festival. Last week I did part one. This is part two of two. So this week we've got some great confessions from performers from the festival. Not officially sanctioned by the festival, but we were all there and they're so fun. I wanted to get them since they're, they travel from all around the world. Um, so it's a really good episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to all these performers. And I um, wanted to give you guys a heads up. If you want to donate to the PayPal to support this podcast and all its costs which are out of pocket it's paypal.me slash you can tell me anything paypal.me slash you can tell me anything five dollars or more gets you on the newsletter um i usually send it out uh after the fifth of the month so basically donate before the fifth you'll get a newsletter the next month and that includes special videos pictures personalized message um i really like doing that because i feel a little bit more connected sending you guys an email Patreon was a lot of fun, but um, I ultimately decided that this was a little bit more personal and more my style. So you can donate as often or as never as you'd like, as little as or as much as you'd like. Thank you guys all um, if you've already donated. And no worries if you don't have the means, but if you do and want to donate a little $5, $10, you know, chunk of change here and there, I really do appreciate it. And because this, there are no ads on this podcast, Clearly, except for this next ad, which is just me telling you that my short film, I Think She Likes You, will be playing at a couple places around the country at film festivals. So if you are interested in coming to see that, it will be at, at Outfest in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh, I can't talk. I bit my tongue. I'm so sorry. Outfest in Los Angeles on July 19th at the Chinese Theater. And then it will also be in Indianapolis at Heartland Indie Shorts Fest on July 26th and 27th. I will personally be there on July 26th, so if you want to meet me in person, come to that. I'd love to meet you. And in New York City on July 27th at the Asia Society for Asian American International Film Festival. There are a couple more screenings coming up, so don't worry if you don't hear your city. I just can't announce them yet. Um, So definitely... Look out for that. Follow at I Think She Likes You Film if you want more updates about that short film or you're just not sure what it is at all and you want to see the trailer, it's all there. Um, And finally, if you live in Los Angeles, I do host a stand-up show every Monday at Public House in Los Feliz on Vermont. Uh, I feel like I shouldn't tell you guys this because you can just come stalk me, but truly, it's available on the internet. So if you want to come watch me do stand-up every Monday, I'm there at 10 p.m. It's a free show. We give out free pizza, free beer. There's always great comedians that have been on Conan, Comedy Central, TBS, you name it, whatever. You know, everyone in LA has been on TV, um, but they're all great. And I will be there as well every Monday at 10 p.m. So come see that. And then, you know, per usual, com slash shows. I post my shows there. Um, and that's about it. I'm very excited for this episode. I love these festival episodes because you just get a little sampler of everybody. And everybody is so, so funny. Um, we talk about sex parties, we talk about asparagus pee, so much good stuff. All right, enjoy, goodbye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real good listener. You can tell her anything. I'm sitting down with one of my favorite comedians, so, so funny. Um, she uh, it lives in New York. 
is from the Bay Area, which I keep forgetting and Look remember every time I see her <laughs> and get excited and want to talk about it again. We're Caitlin Palufa. Hello. Hello. How's it going? We just get excited over and over again, which is I good. Did, I, I did it again today when I took your number and I was like, oh, my God. And then you were like, <laughs> yeah. like uh, the look on your face was like, yes, we we've talked about this many times. I think because the first time we met, you were wearing uh, Warriors gear. Oh, yes. And so I went up and I was just like, you're like the Warriors, but yeah. we're in a different city. This is nuts. <laughs> it was the first comedy festival I ever went to. So I was like, oh, yeah, out. it but is so nice. Yeah, it's weird because I um, I was really into the Niners growing up. I wasn't that into the Warriors. I mean, I was like into them in that like hometown pride. Yeah. It's hard yeah. not to be into them now, um, but <laughs> but I when I lived in New York, I was like a diehard Niners fan. Like I went yeah. to like all the games at Finnerty's, which is like a yeah. Bay Area bar. Mm -hmm. I've been there. I watched and Giants games there. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think a big part of that was just the feeling of home because it was just nice to be around all these people who were like, oh, we're all like from the same hometown. Yeah. And then I don't know the NFL kind of got bad and the. Uh, Niners have all their shit with Kaepernick and then also they are just bad players now. Mm -hmm. So then I kind of fell off a little bit and then that was around the time where the Warriors got good. Yeah. But, but I think moving back to California, I'm much more casual fan now. Like I'll yeah. watch and I'll like text my friends, but I'm not like religiously like we have to go watch the games. I, I, I used to be like that, like religious and then it, they just break your heart. Sports just break your heart. I, it's so That's crazy it. to be like, I cried over <laughs> the Niners losing so many times. Like, yeah. what? Why, do, why? why am I so upset? These I are grown know. men who've made <laughs> like different And they're choices. still making a lot of money. And they're rich. I should be like rejoicing every time they play a game to be like, everybody got paid. <laughs> yeah, everybody got paid. And I mean, it's... Yeah, I just couldn't take the heartache anymore. What would it be like if people watched comedy and cried after we had bed sets? Do you think it would make you feel better or worse? My mom does. She cries <laughs> every time. She's like, God damn it, Caitlin. You could have been somebody. And someone came up to me after I bombed and was just like crying like, I really rooted for you. Yeah. <laughs> I just Your like, premises had so much potential. <laughs> I think I would just be like, it might make me feel better. I don't know. I would feel no, worse. I'd be worse. like, I've let more people I've down people besides down. myself? Shit. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Um, uh, okay, well, I, I'm, we're here because I want to hear your confession. So, yeah. Caitlin, is there anything you would like to tell me? Okay. So, before I did comedy, I, went to, I was an art major in okay. San Diego. And uh, I did uh, video and photography. Like film video or like art like performing video, performance arts. Yeah, oh, okay. stuff like that. Uh, and uh, so I was deciding on where to go to grad school. Yeah. And uh, oh, this is so stupid. Um, <laughs> I uh, ended up going to Pratt. Oh wow! Because I thought it was Pace. Oh, like you didn't know yeah. you got the names right? I thought that they were um, the same college. But Pratt's a great art school. Yes, it is. I got very lucky. Uh, but I thought <laughs> I was going to Pace. Oh my God! Because deep down I wanted to try acting, and I know that they did inside oh the actor studio. And I was like, Well, I could just go. Oh wow! To Pace, and then maybe take an act. You know? And then um, I went to Pratt <laughs> and spent a hundred and twenty thousand dollars on oh graduate my school God. <laughs> on art on an MFA on an MFA that I no longer use at what point well I mean that's subjective you do use it in your because comedy is an art but I know what you mean because yeah. I think that about film school all the time I'm like wow what a waste of money but then I'm like I guess it's all related yeah it's artistic it's artistic adjacent but <laughs> I, I still can't believe that I spent How, so much time and money when did you realize was there a moment or you slowly realized this was not where you uh when I went when I showed up 
like wait so, so how, bad. straight up like the name was wrong or you were just like you had mixed it up in your head i had schools. mixed it up in my head so i did the research and i did it all on pratt i mean they do both start with a p and they're both <laughs> one syllable uh. i moved across the country thinking oh, i was going oh to God. a different college that's insane <laughs> had you ever visited that's so stupid that is crazy no i never visited i literally the first thing i did uh was i googled um top art schools in okay. the country and uh, pratt was up there it was the top 10 and uh-huh. I was like, okay. And in my head, I was like, oh, that's Pace. <gasps> and so when deciding between the schools that I got into, um, <laughs> I picked Pratt because I thought it was Pace. <laughs> because I deep down wanted to act, which should have told me that I shouldn't have gone to grad school because <laughs> I'm thinking about doing something else in So grad you were school. thinking about going to, showing up to Pace and then switching majors or just taking a class? Or just taking, taking a class and just uh-huh. seeing how it felt. You know, I'm not one who just dives in. It takes me a long. Uh-huh. It took me two years to try comedy when I th- when you realized wanted I wanted to do it. It took me two years. What to did that mean? Trying like you you were just like thinking about it. Were you going to shows and being like, maybe I'll jump in, or were you like at mics but didn't get on stage? Uh, all of those. Oh, so okay. I was like writing a bunch. I was watching a lot on TV, and then I would go to open mics and I would just sit in the back and watch. And this happened for two years. See, I wish more people did that. Though. So bad. <laughs> Many people. A lot of people I at mics. I jump in head first. <laughs> that's, I mean, that, but that's good because it, I mean you're a very great comedian, and I think that's a testament to like you are thought out what you wanted to do. Whereas like a lot of people on stage probably should, should just sit and wait a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a mic. Ooh, shade. No, 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 not anyone here. But you know, when you're on a mic and you're like, yeah, what is this person? They they just go on stage. Sometimes people just rant. Yeah. They're just like, I, my wife is. And then, yeah. (laughs) And then you're like, I think you just need someone to talk to. Yeah. Or he goes, what else, what else am I going to talk about here? (laughs) It's like, well, you you have three minutes. Not hard to plan it out. Come up with something. But yeah. So So I changed my entire life thinking. And you went through with the (laughs) grad school. You got the degree. Yeah. I have a master's in fine art. And you already knew you didn't want to do it? Uh, kind of. Like I had like a, I was there and I was like, this isn't going to be my job. <laughs> you know? What like, are you know, some of the stuff? What did you like go into art school, even as an undergrad? Like, did you have a vision of w- what kind of artist you wanted to be? Like, were there people you looked up to that you're like, I want this career? I mean, my biggest influence was Annie Leibovitz. I oh, did okay, mostly yeah. portraits. So you're a big photographer person. B- big photographer person. Okay. And um, I loved portraiture. Um, I love portraits. So I, I was like, oh, I'm going to go in and I'm going to take artistic portraits. But there was something always off. You know, inside yeah. when you're doing something, you're like, this isn't, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. It's, do you understand yes, what I mean? Yes, I know what you feeling mean. Like it's yeah. not clicking. Like I'm good at this and I can do yeah. it, um, but it's not. You, the passion's not there. No, yeah, because I would always just do the bare minimum. I would be like, okay, this project, I would never just hmm. like do a project to do a project because it was inside me and I have to do it. Um, whereas I feel like now with comedy, that's like, oh, you I found have to get on stage because I need, I need it and I love it. But with photography, I spent so much money. <laughs> so much money. That's crazy because undergrad I can kind of get, but then to be like, no, I'm going to double down on this thing I'm not sure I want to do. Yeah. And yeah. move across the country. <laughs> I think also I just needed to get out of San Diego. That that makes sense. I mean, also New York is a good place to feel like you're doing the wrong thing because y- there's many other places you can go. Like it's not a place where you feel stuck. Yeah. Because you can you can yeah you can go out and do comedy. You can go to culinary school. You can 
go to the yeah. U- UN if you want to do yeah, that Yeah, you or can whatever. try anything. Yeah. Uh, I kind of went to college in New York for that reason. I, I wanted, NYU was my dream school, but deep down, I, I used to say I want to be a fashion designer and I like would design clothes growing up. And I had like books and books of these designs. And I, in my mind, I was like, my mom wouldn't let me go to like full on art school, like mm-hmm. FIT. But I wanted to take class at FIT. So my whole thing with NYU was I want to go to New York, take classes at FIT, get mm-hmm. a screenwriting degree and dance. And I know it's like dumb because I'm like, no. just pick one dumb thing. <laughs> there are all three of these you're not going to succeed in. And so just <laughs> pick one. Dip your toe in all three. See what, uh, which one yeah. hurts least. <laughs> my mom's like, that's not what I meant by plan B. It's yeah. just all nightmares. Um, yeah. No, but I went to NYU and then I did do design for my freshman year and sophomore year. I took class at FIT. And then I hated the fashion world, so I quit. But I, I, part of me, I think, wanted to go to New York just because I, I think I probably didn't really know what I wanted to do. And yeah. I was like, New York has everything. So yeah. I'll just dabble until I yep. find the thing. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that's, I should have just gone to New York and waited a year and then figured out <laughs> but where I scary. wanted to apply. But that's scary. If you've never moved to New York and you're like young in your late teens, early 20s, like to move across, it sounds easy now. I'm like, yeah, I can go anywhere and check it out. Yeah. But that's very scary. I mean, it was, I was 22 when I moved to New York Yeah, and uh, I didn't know anybody and I stayed in a hostel for the first two weeks. And oh, wow. then I slept on the floor because I didn't have a mattress the next two weeks, but all with the guise of, oh, I'm going to grad school and I'm going to make friends. Yeah. So yes. I never felt very lonely. I think the mm-hmm. first month I was just lonely because I hadn't met anyone. And then I went and I made all these friends. I got so lucky. I got so <laughs> lucky. That it was a great art school. That it well, was a fa- you did top find ten it on art a list. school yeah, you found in out. the country. And I was <laughs> like, no, but this is pace. You're this so, is somewhere, some kid who wanted to go to Pratt and didn't get in. Yeah. Is like, uh, is just like so sad. I, <laughs> I, when I think about it, I've never said it out loud because it's so stupid. And I, <laughs> I gambled so much money. I mean, yeah. so, I have so much debt <laughs> and I had no, I didn't even know what school I was going to. Are you kidding me? I did all of the research for Pratt based on thinking it was paced. That it was just for the inside of the acting yeah. studio. But I'm an idiot. <laughs> It's so stupid. Wait, but here's the thing. Did you know you could still take acting classes in New York out that aren't at Pratt? Well, I know that now when I have to take acting classes. Did you? Uh, <laughs> so while you were at Pratt, you didn't even think, oh, I'm at the wrong school, but I'll just take acting classes? Yeah, no, I buried it so deep. I was like, I'm not oh, telling no. anybody ever. <laughs> and then I felt, yeah, like I've already committed to this. So uh, oh, I you didn't even think about transferring? Through. No, nothing. No. I was like, this is this is who I am now. And then <laughs> I, I graduate. And then two years later, I start doing comedy. Or I think about doing comedy. And then two years after that, I try comedy. I did. So dumb. I I accidentally (laughs) did a a minor, like, different from this. But I I think the registrar made a mistake. And I had taken one class that would have counted towards this minor. Mm -hmm. It was a business studies minor. And it was like a cross with... I went to Tisch, but it was a cross with Stern, which is the business school at Uh NYU. And I saw it on my... um, What is that called? Not... uh, my, what is it called? Your record? Your oh, your, your permanent your record? No, no, your no. Transcript. You know what I mean. Your transcript. Yes. I saw it on my transcript when <laughs> I looked it up. Permanent record. My permanent, my jail record. Yeah. Um, no, and I saw like pre-business studies minor, and I was like, what? And then I, I called the registrar, and I was like, is this because I started doing it, and I'm just automatically in it? And they're like, no, I think it's a mistake. Do you want us to take it off? And then I was just like, no, keep it. I'm gonna do it. And then so I looked it up and they just took the rest of the classes required for this minor just because. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I don't know why. I think I was just like in a similar way, like 
I guess I just have to do this now. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just took like four more classes at Stern that I had not planned to do. Yeah. Um, I'm glad I did it because in my mind, I was like, I think it'll be good to have a business minor coming out of film yeah, school. Yeah, that's But good. it was just a mistake that I was just like, no, <laughs> this is my identity now. Right? <laughs> and I'm just so stubborn that I was yeah. like, I'm, I'll just never tell anyone that I'm an idiot and make it work. That's what's, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out because no one. <laughs> Are you like that now? Like, do you find yourself in situations where... Uh, if th- there's a misunderstanding, you're just like, oh, just let it go and stay in here. Yeah, I'm less about it now. M- now I'm I'm 32, uh-huh. so I'm like, I'm gonna do what I want. You know, I'm gonna. Do you have a hard I'll time quitting? Out, do you have a hard time quitting things? Like yes, if you I have decide halfway if you don't want a thing. Yeah, yeah, I stick in something longer than I should. Uh, I do that all the time. I was like, it's <laughs> like the, we were talking about doing a bunch of shows. Yeah. Uh, like in New York, you can do like five or six in a night. Yeah. And I'll do that. And I've already committed. Yeah. And it's, it can be like the worst bar show in the world <laughs> with two people. And then my next spot that I, I'm almost going to miss is at like Caroline's because I'm like, yeah. I already said yes. Oh, no. I said, so I got to drive and get a parking ticket and make sure I get there instead of just being like, hey, why don't I just do three quality shows? that pay me yeah instead I'm like no I'm going out to Bushwick for two people what is it about quitting that scares you is it like letting people down letting people down okay I don't ever want to let anybody down I can only let down myself Teresa (laughs) (laughs) no but sometimes because then I can always sense when someone's gonna flake on me like you know sometimes people especially in LA people make plans and it's not gonna happen but then the day of they'll be like hey still on you're like yes and then an hour before they're like so I got I'm not feeling good yeah and you know like all along they just wanted to bail yeah and I think when you yeah I always prefer someone to be upfront because I think that always comes out later. Like if you're like, yeah. I want to do these shows and you, you might be late or you're like almost hoping that you'll miss it. Cause then you're like, Oh, it's not my fault. Yeah. Like, <laughs> beyond the extenuating yeah. circumstances. Exactly. But I would, yeah, I would just, it's very uh, liberating to just be able to, to not, not don't quit everything, but also, also I know yeah. you're good intention. So you're not doing it to leave. No, I just, I just yeah. feel so terrible. I think it's very liberating to be able to walk out of yeah. a thing where you're like, I don't want to be here. So I'm going to go. Yeah. And my mom kept being like, when this happened, she was like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, she didn't yeah, know either? She didn't know that I had this thought in my head that I was, <laughs> but, she, but she was like, I'm so proud of you. You're just going, you know, you did all the <laughs> research, you did all this preparation. I didn't have to help you at all. You're a woman, you're grown up. And I was like, oh, oh I'm an idiot. Oh That's, no. So you knew almost immediately yeah. and then just did the whole thing. You just did it. And just what committed. is, Pace isn't an art school though, right? Uh, She's a liberal arts I couldn't tell coach. you. I have no clue. I didn't even so connect sad. them to the inside of the actor studio. Yeah. That they do that. I, I was watching a bunch of them and it is, um, in, t- in yeah, they're all at pace and it was, uh, and I had taken acting classes in, um, San Diego. Okay. But I didn't, I did it. I started too late. And so I couldn't commit like uh. a minor to it or anything. Uh, so I was like, well, when I go to New York, I'll <gasps> do this acting studio. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's, it's so anyway, uh, don't tell anyone. <laughs> I, well, it's a little late. I don't yeah. know how to tell you this, but yeah. I'm recording this yeah. entire conversation. All right. Well, well, look, it's been many years. You've seems like you've grown. I think you can forgive yourself for <laughs> doing this. Yeah. And I mean, are, do you, did you have experiences in art school that you're like, you know what? It's cool that I did this. Or were you just kind of like, wow, I should have just gotten out of there. I wasted all that time. Um, n- I, uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved the friends I made. Yeah. I made wonderful friends and, uh, and, and we're still friends today. 
um, and they come to my shows and they're oh, so great. supportive and wonderful. See, that's the whole point. You just need yeah. to have friends who will come to your shows. So yeah, that's you know. it. Yeah. You need other unemployed friends <laughs> yeah. uh, and where else but art school to find those people. You yeah. Know? And so they were, so that was the saving grace is that I met all these wonderful people and I moved to New York. So I had like a New York yeah. experience with training wheels, I felt like. Well, yeah, I, I forgive you. You should, for, you should forgive yourself. Thank oh you for sharing God. that. Yeah. I'm Where can uh, people find you, Caitlin? Uh, you can find me at, at Caitlin Palufo on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And it's C-A-I-T-L-I-N-P-E-L-U-F-F-O. And uh, not Catlin. I've gotten Catlin Oh, really? It's surprising. There's, hmm. Who do you know named Caitlin's Catlin? Catlin's a pretty common you know? name. Yep. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'll, on all of that, and then I have all my dates on uh, at uh, CaitlinPalufo.com. Yeah, and a pace if you're listening and want to accept <laughs> a new student. Uh. Oh my God, I, I still I should have told a different story. I'm still no, so embarrassed. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. All right, I'm sitting here with my next guest. He's so funny. He has his own podcast called, and this is real, Up Your Butt and Around the Corner. It's a debate podcast. Very funny, very funny comedian. Sam Evans. Hello. Thank you for having me. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm doing well. I'm having fun here at the fest. Yeah, we're here at Limestone. I, yeah. I, you found out less than 10 minutes ago you're going to come do this. I found so, out. I'm and then excited. you immediately said, I have a really disgusting thing. Yeah. So I'm very excited to hear. I don't sure. know what it is. Yeah. Um, so Sam, is there anything you'd like to tell me? I wa- Yeah, I'll tell you. This is, uh, I have to confess that I love the way that asparagus makes my pee smell. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right. We're getting Je- Jeffrey we're getting is also some, here. Caitlin's here. We have a little audience. <laughs> yeah. We have w- w- a couple of Paul faces, but one, yes. A fr- okay. I feel very seen now. I feel oh, more man. Okay. Yeah. So we have one, two in agreement here, yeah. <laughs> two in absolute disgust. Uh, you love the way, not just you don't mind it, but you love it. I really do love okay. it. Okay. I started, I've been trying to eat salads more. Uh-huh. Uh, and so at my day job, I will go and I'll get a salad every day. And they always have chopped up asparagus as a topping option. <laughs> and it wasn't why I got it originally. I was just like, oh, I like asparagus. And then that's uh, later on at the urinal, <laughs> it, I was just like, oh, I love this scent. Oh, no. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, sorry, no pee shaming. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try not, I, but I am curious. Okay, because that's also a thing. I feel like it's it's not just that it makes it smell different it's that like kind of widely agreed upon as a society that it's like a bad smell is it a bad like, smell right am i wrong about this i feel like in general when people make jokes about like oh your pee is gonna smell bad yeah asparagus but i mean i don't <laughs> it's just so di- it's it's not even that to me it's bad it's just so distinctive that ha- every time yeah. i it's just like a fun little had you heard i mean had you heard that did you just discover it made your pee smell bad or did you know like were you just one day like ooh, what is this you know what's interesting is that i've <laughs> definitely had asparagus throughout my life but it wasn't until like i started having these salads all the time maybe uh-huh. it's that it's not cooked i think it's just raw chopped asparagus i think that is like maybe making it more pungent but <laughs> i'm just all about it I <laughs> that is I think that's super funny. Um, I do wonder if it's connected to, because you said this is newer, right? Like you recently started yeah. discovering this. Or yeah. as a kid, you didn't have the like yeah, I think affinity as a, for the smell. I was in a, a picky eater. So I bet, I bet I probably didn't start eating asparagus until I was like a teenager, I uh-huh. bet, you know? Yeah. So this isn't something you grew up with. This is like adult Sam being like, yeah. I discovered a smell that yeah. I like. Yeah, that's interesting because it's not like a smell that takes me back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because they say that smells like 
the scent most associated with memory. Yeah, right? it's not like this reminds me of my grandma's house. No. Because she made, made me <laughs> also, asparagus. Oh, my God. What do you think w- would have happened at my grandma's house if I'm like, this takes me back to my grandma? <laughs> well, you could be like, she made you asparagus a lot. That's so true. then you could associate. In my head, I was like, this is back when my grandma peed on me. Which is. <laughs> and that, horrific. yeah. Your grandma didn't pee on you? Uh, yeah. You're missing out, man. You guys must uh, not have been close. <laughs> Well, it's also like you eating healthier was like a, a, li- a conscious life choice. Yeah, maybe that's so it. Maybe are you kind of connecting it to like, oh, this sure. is like a underlining my healthy decisions that I'm proud yeah. of that I chose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not really a big workout person, so maybe this is just my gratification of like, ah, I'm so healthy. Do you like to? It's like seeing a result. Do, are you like a big results person? Like you like to? I don't want to be like validation because we all like validation, but the idea of like, uh, how? Yeah, how do you work? Like when you. When you're working, are you constantly like, I need to check in and have milestones like to prove that yeah. I've like gotten somewhere? I do, I do like that. Yeah. I like, um, I mean, not to like make it like a comedy thing, but like uh-huh. I, uh, I can't write on like a laptop or my phone. I like writing in a notebook and oh, okay. filling up a notebook. It feels very good, you know? Like that. So you're a very object based person. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. At least in that way. Do you sure. know what your love language is? Uh, I think that, oh crap. What are they again? Because we're, I think it's uh, like, um, Touch must be one of them. Gifts is one. Speech I mean, is one. Touch, or like is, touch is my biggest touches? one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, because I was talking with my girlfriend about it, and hers is quality time. Uh-huh. And quality, that's a huge thing when you actually, uh, like, talk to your partner yeah. about what they're, and you, you're like, oh, that's why you were mad, because I couldn't, I had to, like, cancel a thing before. Right. And you were just like, that's a whatever thing. Like, yeah. I'll just touch you when I come home or whatever. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, that's super interesting. I think a lot, it seems like a silly thing, but mm-hmm. it, it's like such a, it's like an underlining current to communication, like knowing what someone's love language is. Sure. Yeah. And it's like a, like the reversal of like, uh, like she's a very tactile person as well. But yeah. like if she's anxious, she'll be like, don't touch me. And it took me a long time to not be like hurt by that. Oh you yeah. Know because I mean? then you're like, you're not accepting my love. Yeah. But yeah. it's just it's like, well, what's wrong space. with me that you, and it's, no, yeah. it's just, I need space right now i think mine is words i took it a long time ago and i i can't remember exactly what i got but lately i've been like examining i think mine is words because i get very like hurt by words Mm -hmm. and also but also on the flip side even though i say like i i used to be like i don't like compliments and i think that came from a fear of like being affected by them sure but now i've noticed if someone compliments me especially like someone i'm in a relationship with or someone i really care about I, I like really uh, take it to heart. Like if someone says something nice or like you look pretty today, I'm like, oh my god, this person thinks like I, I yeah, yeah. like even though it's nothing. But uh-huh. so I think I'm a words person, and sure. I like to write letters. I like to like that's nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think uh, I'm I think how you show love also. I don't know if this is true. How you show love is what you want to get back. But then if someone isn't that way that you're with, sure, it's like you have to like kind of decipher like okay this this person's giving me a lot of gifts so i think they want gifts yeah yeah even, even though uh-huh. i'm like i don't care about gifts yeah i think that's why it's so nice to like have that conversation and like actually talk and maybe you don't even like real because i didn't even realize that about myself until my girlfriend and i started talking about it about like how you prefer mm-hmm. to be shown affection and show affection you know how did that come up was it just like Oh, like casual convo. You were like, I think she was reading about it and she was like, what do you think your love language? And she told me all of them. And I was like, well, it's definitely touch. And she was like, that makes sense. And Uh she was like, mine is this. And yeah, I guess, I don't know. I'm not like a super like machismo, you know, masculine person. But I also think like 
maybe that was a thing that like I certainly didn't seek out a conversation about what's your love life. No, sure. And it's always like, a little uncomfortable to analyze a thing you're in. Yes. Because then you feel like even if there's no problems, you feel like you're like exposing it to we- weakness or you're, you might expose a weakness, even though yeah. that only makes it stronger, mm-hmm. I think. But yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I think those are good conversations to have. I, I tried to like in a relationship ask like, uh, someone like what they're into sexually and they like shut down and I was like okay uh-huh. I guess you don't want to talk about it but I'm always like yeah what do you like like and they're like I don't know I don't want to talk about this this is uncomfortable sure but but I think it is hard if you're not used to talking about it because it's like I don't yeah. I don't know I don't want to I've never said this out loud to anyone it's yeah. just what I type in my google search or whatever <laughs> <laughs> and that is such a key thing too especially like about sex and stuff like that yeah like if you're just yeah and it's like awkward but it's also like a thing of I don't know if you're just if the person likes you and you're being yeah. like just honest and open, they'll figure out a way to like gratify that. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so important. Yeah. Uh, but going back to your P. asparagus fetish. <laughs> no. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> are you? Well, I'm curious. To, are you a big smell person? Like not in the not like specifically to sex or whatever, but just in like memories. Do do you connect a lot of yes. memories to smell? Okay, you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and sa- uh, smell, that's why I do think it is interesting because I, I really don't associate the asparagus smell with like a certain a memory. memory or thing. But I, I am huge on that. Like a like a smell is such a sense memory, you know? And yeah. like, like, especially like when I, I went back to my hometown for like the first time in like eight years and smelled like, just like kind of like a suburban grass smell. Uh-huh. But just being there, like, you know, it floods you with memories that you forgot you yeah. had. Yeah, that's a very big thing for me, yeah. Where that's did you grow up? Uh, Ohio, Northwest oh, Ohio, okay. suburb of Toledo, Perrysburg. Yeah. Wow, mm. sounds cool. I don't know anything <laughs> yeah, about it. Yeah, I was fine. in Ohio for like the first time yesterday. Oh, oh really? I Cincinnati. just moved to Cincinnati. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I lived there for seven years. Uh, oh wow! Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. I didn't know that. Um, yeah, well, I feel like uh, it seems like you're making healthy choices, <laughs> and that's good. I mean, yeah. I don't want to pee shame you. If anyone out there also likes the smell of asparagus pee. Let, let's say get no. It, yeah, get yeah. after me, please. Because <laughs> I feel like, you know, it's it's okay. I think it's a strong smell, so you're going to ha- take action. Oh, you're going to have either you hate it or you love it. Sure. Haven't met many people who love it, but now I have. <laughs> and you know what? It's what it's, It doesn't hurt anyone, right? It's not like you're sure you're uh, showing anyone your pee. And, no, and no. It's going go in <laughs> the toilet where it's <laughs> supposed to go. Uh, well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, where where can people find you? Uh, I'm on all social media, just at really Sam Evans. So, you know, tweet at me. Tell me if you think it's gross or not. Tweet at Sam and listen to his <laughs> podcast, Up Your Butt and Around the Corner. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I'm sitting here with a very funny performer who I met in San Francisco, um, but now is at Limestone and also lives in Los Angeles now. Yeah. Yes, new recent pl- transplant to <laughs> LA. Molly Rubin Long. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm so hungover. Oh, I've man. been on like a rolling hangover for two days and I miss being young. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I mean, it's, I think. Yeah, that's a weird thing. In your early 20s, you can just drink and then wake up and drink. I loved that. But when you're, (laughs) yeah. But I do think that's what festivals are for. And then there's like a shared, it's like everybody is in it together. Wiped out. Yeah. Which is very nice. Because I don't really do that in LA at all. Like, I don't stay out late. I don't really party. Yeah, me neither. I. (laughs) 
It's nice. I don't know. I no, think it's, I do. I love to drink. Oh, really? You I do? fucking love in it. In LA? Yeah. I feel like it's so hard to find yeah, it's like people who want to do it. in LA. Oh, okay. Well, maybe don't I need worry. to call you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm good, though. This has been so fun. I'm so glad you moved it, the podcast to this house because it's a five-minute walk from our Airbnb. Oh, so really? I didn't That's have great. to really get ready. I can go back and get ready. Oh, amazing. Yeah, because so I thought good. about doing it in the lounge, but that was from remote before I got here, and I was like seems like maybe there will be lounge and then lounge isn't open and then I was like it'll just be easier to do it here way better cool well Molly is there anything you'd like to tell me yes one time I went to a sex club and it wasn't very sexy okay <laughs> that's my thing uh I want to I want more details so did okay. you go by yourself or in a couple no I went with this man okay this was when I lived in New Orleans the club was called Colette and <laughs> it does sound sexy it does it doesn't it okay but it was this I was dating this dude who was the manager of the bar where they had an open mic you know so free drinks all the time uh-huh I'm gonna come off sounding like a real drunkard on this one and that's fine <laughs> um but yes he was like the manager of this of this bar where they had an open mic in New Orleans and he and I hooked up for like a solid eight months and he wanted to date me and I never let him but um he was very <laughs> sweet and nice and one day we were like you know like ooh, what would be a fun thing to do and we're like and we like heard about this sex club and so he had friends who had gone when there was like a themed party of like young people who were all like costumed and like cool and, oh, he, and okay. he had heard that it was really fun so one night we kind of like spontaneously decided to go and it was like there were like there's like a week in New Orleans every year where it gets freezing, just like uh -huh. so cold and no one knows how to handle it. So nobody leaves the house. And this was like in that week. <laughs> and so it was like freezing cold. And so we went also it was like it was like pantyless Fridays or something where if you didn't <laughs> wear panties, you got it like 20 bucks off. So to the sex club to the sex club. But yeah. isn't it? I mean, I'm, is everyone just like naked in a sex club? No, so I mean, you, when you enter, you have to be oh, wearing okay. clothes. But then but you this could only be like, applies to women who are wearing skirts or dresses because so then you pull it up and show them. I see. And then you get a discount. And there's nothing like I a good discount if you're going to take them off anyways. Hell yeah, right? Dude. Yeah, it's like one less piece of laundry to do. Exactly. <laughs> um, that's it's, what I'm always thinking about before sex. Is I love laundry. Deal. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and yeah, they have people to do the laundry on the sheets for you. Anyway, so that would be so smart. A laundromat right next to a sex club. Oh, they had like a cleaning person, like a hotel. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, which oh, is like they not, like hose you off. One of the many yeah. reasons why it's not sexy because you like see a worker <laughs> you're like this person she's like waiting for a guy cart. to finish she's like come on just come Literally. already like <laughs> she's like i got a kid to support okay uh it's like sad anyway oh, okay. so so, the, so, so you we get, get there we like i'm not wearing panties Woo. Uh -huh, uh -huh. um and we get the 20 dollars off and that there's nothing that turns me on more than a discount um so <laughs> we get in there and this dude okay another thing about the club is that you can't they don't serve alcohol, but you can bring your own bottle of liquor. They'll put it behind the bar, put a post-it with your name on it, and then they have mixers. <laughs> what? I don't know if that's a legal thing or like. Oh, a, it must be a license thing. Yeah, because yeah. I think you're not you can, to like have it's sex like a in brothel. a bar. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we so we bring a bottle of vodka and like we get to the bar, and as soon as we walk in, it's like spookily empty. Like there's like oh, no. no one there. First at a sex party. <laughs> Yeah, we're the first at a sex party. And the only people who are there are, like, old and ugly. Um, like, old people. And, like, look, I'm not ageist, but I'm not trying to fuck Frasier. You know what I mean? Like, I would, I thought it was going to be, like, young, hot 
people. And also, like, already in Louisiana, me and this dude were, like, 11s. Um, so <laughs> so <laughs> it was, like, really slim pickings. Um, we get there, and it's, like, empty, and there's, like, all these old people. And then we, like, sit at the bar, and it's, like, we're just trying to, like, be, like, ooh, this is exciting. This is cool. And then we, there's, like, multiple floors. So we go to the, like, next floor, and there's, like, a porn <laughs> movie theater where people are just, like, watching porn on the big screen <laughs> as it was meant to be seen. And <laughs> then there's, Fully like, a little... clothed people watching? Or? I mean, we didn't, like, stay in there very long. But I think you don't have to be. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Then we did see, like, like, like... A mom giving a blowjob in a like library setting. There's like a like uh-huh. a library. How did you know she was mom? Was her kid there? I mean, well, she was an old woman. Okay. Um, is what I'm saying is everyone was old. Sure. Okay. Uh, <laughs> suddenly, everyone was an AARP member, um, <laughs> and it was weird. And then then there was like. So there's like the like li- library lounge thing. Then there was like a private room, which I do not understand. Like I don't want to like I don't want to fuck in a dirty private room. I might as well just go to my house. You know that <laughs> seems weird to me. Then there was like a voyeur, like a like a a big circular bed that had like wi- the windows on the outside so people could like watch oh, people whoa. have orgies. But there weren't enough people there that night, to so have like, no one was in there. <laughs> and that was a bummer because I was like, I feel like that could be like I don't know, voyeurism with others could be fun. It's but like I when you're trying to watch. round up your friends at a party to like, to like take a group photo. You're like, hey, do you guys want to do an orgy? Oh, yeah. meet me in five minutes. Okay, everyone, yeah. we're gonna do an orgy over there. Okay, come on, stop talking. Let's Hold the orgy. camera higher, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so so then we were like, that was like one room. And then there were these like semi-private rooms, which were just like a se- like a long series of rooms that were separated. That like you had a curtain, like a curtain to enter, an opaque curtain to enter, and then like slightly translucent curtains in between. Yeah, and there was like a bed in each one. So I was like, okay, this feels like a good compromise. Like, I don't know. I was like, well, I guess we have to have sex here because we're here, <laughs> and that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, also, side note, this man had a comically large penis. Um, so it was like, I don't know, that's just a fun thing. Um, were, so were you not turned on at all by any of this? I mean, I like was turned on by the idea of it. Yeah. And I was like trying to get myself there because it was like, I was like, this is supposed to be great. <laughs> you know? How much did you have to pay to go? I forget. It was expensive, though. I mean, he paid for it, obviously. Sure, of course. I'm not an idiot. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I was like, (laughs) duh. Um, But, yeah, he he paid for it. Um, I don't remember. It was expensive, though. And it's also, like, it's more expensive if you're, like, a single guy than it is if you're a couple. I mean, yes, that makes total sense. Yeah. So, as a couple, I don't remember. It was probably, like, 100 bucks or something. I mean, it wasn't cheap. Uh And then... So I was like, okay. And then I was like, okay, private, like semi-private room. That feels yeah. like risky enough, but like whatever. So we like open the curtain into one and immediately next to us are like five elders <laughs> having <laughs> sex and making all kinds of noise. Oh my God. <laughs> and I was just like, oh God. And they were like at the end of their run. So they finished up and they <laughs> leave. And then I'm like, okay, well now I'm with this person that I like. I'm like, whatever, we'll just have sex. It'll be fun. So like we start hooking up and we're like, I'm on my back and he's like, you know, giving it to me good. And, <laughs> and then I, and then I lean back like, okay, I, my, my head is facing like the entrance of yeah. the room of the semi-private room. And then I, my, I like pull, put my head back and like, peeking between the curtain is just like i see like one man's eyeball oh like God. looking and i was like ah! and i was like and i was like no 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 i don't i guess i like the idea of voyeurism if it's other hot people watching me i guess <laughs> <laughs> i don't want <laughs> you 
this. <laughs> like, you're not good enough. Um, so oh, that was, so he was peeking and that was like, like actually it's weird and like creepy and I didn't like it, but I was like, <laughs> I put myself here. This is semi-private. <laughs> he's doing, he's fine. I just yelled at him um, and he left. He got scared. Um, and then Aww, you shamed him away. Yeah. I mean, this was like, you know, pre me too. So he was like, just, I guess it was good that he left, but he, I don't know. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he left. And then I think we did, I think we did like have sex, but it was like clunky. But not, you didn't interact with anybody else there. No, we didn't interact with anybody else there. Well, there's no one we wanted to interact with. It was sure. a bummer. Yeah. So yeah, we went and it wasn't very sexy. And then like, th- we stayed, we didn't stay very long. Like once we had sex, I was like, all right, I guess we did the thing we came to do, you know? <laughs> this is it. Um, and there was like no one there. And then I never, I never did it again. And I'd, I'd like to do it again with hot people. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you should just but get, like, hard. little cardboard cutouts of hot people and put them outside of your window. <laughs> and then it'll just look like they're looking in. That's a good idea. Trick myself. Then, yeah. Then it's like, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I've, I've never been to a sex party. We've talked about it on this podcast before. And there's I've had guests who, like, go to them regularly. Ooh. They tend to... In my mind, I'm like, the idea of it is really hot. But I, I think... The whole key is like a lot of communication, a lot of like boundaries and which I do think is important. But that I think what's hot to me about a sex party is the the uncertainty and the like lawlessness. But actually, right. in reality, the good ones are very like very much like here are the rules and here yeah. is very, and very strict. And then it's like now I, lo- <laughs> I lost my boner. So. <laughs> I know it's hard to find a balance between consent and fun, you know? Yes, <laughs> it's tough. But no, I, I mean, I would like to go to one again, but like, I don't know. Maybe I mean, in LA, you're in LA, you probably could yeah. find them easily. But then that's the thing. In LA, I'm the ugly one. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we don't want that. So, you know, it's tough. It's tough. I, I, I don't know. We'll see. I'm well, thinking about if you if, if let I, me know off off mic who those people are. Yeah, I'll, I will. Okay, or tell them you know whatever. I mean, we talked about it on this podcast. Eli Olsberg has talked about it on stage. Okay. Um, Atsuko Kasuko did her confession about going to a swingers party. Oh, uh, she's good. Gorgeous. Good episode. If you guys are <laughs> I don't really know interested, well check it out. Like she goes with her husband Ryan. <laughs> cool. Um, All right. Yeah. She well, teaches a um, dance class. I want to yes, take. Yes, she's so funny. Um, well, thank <laughs> you for sharing that. Thank I you. love that confession. I wish you luck in your. Sex party search. Uh, I have a lot of faith. I think you'll find a sex party with uh, young, hot people. Thank you. That's very sweet of you. Yes. (laughs) Please update. Come back on the pod and let us know when you do. (laughs) Where where can people find you, Molly? I'm at Molly Rubin Long on all social media. And uh, yeah. See me around. All right. Bye. Bye. sitting here with a very funny performer that I just met this weekend at Limestone Comedy Festival. Um, I just We were on the same show. She was so funny. I'm really excited I got to see her. Oh, thank you. And I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. She tours colleges. She does public speaking and conferences. Hayden Crystal, what's up? <laughs> Nothing much. How are you? I'm excited to be here. I'm great. I love your outfit. It's very sparkly. Thank you. It is really sparkly. I was going to ask feedback if it was too extra because sometimes no, I never. feel like a high density of comics is not the place to take fashion risks. No, I uh, quite the contrary. I think. I think there was a time because I, when I first started, I remember being like, I have to play down and go wear hoodies and everything. And then I was like, you know what? I look. I'm wearing the same thing in every photo. And then I was like, I'm gonna just buy statement pieces and wear yeah. those on stage. And I mean, it's different for everyone, but I've really enjoyed doing that. And I think I that think it's it's, exce- it's been pers- uh, received well. So I say go for it. 
Yeah. Well, I it's already on me, so yeah. I feel like it's I've kind of committed to the bit at this point. But and it is also like I because I don't know you, like I just met you. Yeah. But it we're already best right friends. to me. Yeah. Thank but you. you know what I mean. But like sometimes it's like oh my god I bought a new thing, everyone's gonna see that it's not a thing I wear. Yeah. But nobody will think that you'll just they'll just meet you and be like. Hayden wears yeah. cool sparkly rompers. Also, it is on brand. I was I just bought it in Long Beach. Oh, nice. Um, which the lady on the plane next to me on my way in says has more gays per square mile than San Francisco, which I don't think is a real metric. I don't in think that's Long like Beach? a yeah. I've I don't think they like before. No, well, I don't Did think she say it in a condescending way. No, she was like very proud. She was like, we have more gays per square mile than San Francisco. But I don't think that's a real metric. <laughs> like <laughs> gays per square mile, like the GPM, the gays per mile doesn't. I it don't think becomes, that that's it is interesting when I because it's like on one when I'm like in L.A., I'm like in a bubble and everybody is super proud of everything, which is great. But then I sometimes think like the way we describe ourselves from the inside, like can from the outside almost feel problematic too you know what i mean yeah i like mean like they're just like even when you're like self-identifying like like anytime you're counting a number of minorities that always makes me a little bit nervous it is <laughs> as <laughs> like as a, a jewish person always yeah any sort yeah not you know, like, anytime you'd be on a list or people sometimes i see this too on facebook in groups that i'm in or it's, i'm like in asian american like artist groups and they'll be like you know, like, I need to make a spreadsheet of all the Asian directors in like, Hollywood. No, thank and you. Yeah, because I'm like, I see where you're going. This is great that you want to include people, but that now you just have a wreck. Like, it's, it yeah. always skews me out to be like, we must record everybody, you know, who falls under this minority. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I feel that. I also, f- I just feel like per mile is a weird. Yes. Like, yeah. Maybe she's done the research. Maybe she's. Yeah, maybe you know she was I mean? like at yeah, that's her research at Cal State Long Beach, <laughs> doing a PhD in She's uh, gone around, gotten around gay density, gay density, urban gay density. <laughs> uh, I'm really looking forward to her TED talk it on is, this issue. There's something nice about living in, I mean, not just in like a community like WeHo or the Castro, but just in an area that's very queer friendly. That I I think I took for granted because I grew up in the Bay and I lived in New York and now I live in LA. Um, but You're I the did the worst. A sh- no, <laughs> right. The, the most hateful places in the world. Um, no, I did a show recently at a um, senior home for LGBT citizens and citizens, senior citizens, ci- senior citizens. And it was really nice, but I didn't even like, I, I guess if I think about it, I'm like, of course that exists, but seeing it, I was like, oh, this is really nice. Yeah, to, I'm like, yeah, when you're like older of, yeah. and you're like more limited mobility, you kind of just want to be around people who like have similar experiences and points of view and are open and are open-minded and you have to like explain yourself or come out yeah. as a 90 year old again like yeah. and I think that's really nice yeah I always say it's nice to like so I do for my day job I do uh like education and outreach I'm a public speaker about what I call intersectional accessibility so oh that's great uh thank you like uh how do we make our resources the most available to the widest range of whole people so focusing on social uh-huh. justice so I specifically work with people who don't already know so I do have to explain yes. my identities and talk about things all the time especially as like a hard of hearing deaf person I talk mm-hmm. about that I literally just got done talking about that today uh-huh. and like I get that sometimes it's just nice to be with people you don't have to explain it to yeah like who just get it it just you can skip that first 10-15 minutes of whatever and just move on to normal fun important stuff yeah well speaking of your expertise in saying things. Is there anything you'd like to tell me, Hayden? There is. Uh, I have been, this has been eating me up since it happened. 
uh, and I would like to get it off my chest finally. Uh Um, so I stole a pocket full of snow caps from a candy store in a suburb of Philadelphia a couple years ago when I was drunk on a margarita from a little Mexican food place. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds so specific. It really has been eating you up. It has. Yeah. It's uh, a, Hey, you can come in, come in. Who's that? It's all good. Mm-hmm. Come in. Hey, sorry. Hey. No, no, no. Come on in. Um, uh, so it's. Uh, oh, hey, sorry. I mean, you're you're good. We're, we're it's casual, loose. We're recording in a flop house. Actually, this is barely a flop house. It's very nice Airbnb. It is really a nice Airbnb. There are a lot Airbnb. of staying here. I don't know what constitutes a flop house. It has to be kind of. I don't know. Looking, huh? uh, I thought I was really clever, and I got myself a tiny house, all for me. But it's got a loft bed, so I have to climb up oh. this big ass ladder. And I like straight up almost slept on the floor this morning when I got back at like four. I was oh, like, no. I can't climb up a ladder. <laughs> Dang, tiny houses. Um, uh, okay, getting back to your story. Yeah. So, so uh, okay, we've also uh, many people have this story as a child, but this was a few years ago. No, I was an adult. And just to I be was clear there for work. Listening, she is not ten years old. No, <laughs> uh, my voice and mannerisms is sometimes confusing but I have my ID if you need it but uh no I was an adult I was um I wasn't drunk on a margarita at like uh-huh. 11 um I was an adult I was there speaking at a college uh in the suburbs of Philadelphia so I uh took the train in mm-hmm. um and I got there early and I checked into my Airbnb and then I went downtown to like walk around and explore get some food I get bad motion sickness so I try not uh-huh. to eat when I travel um so I was like I'll go have dinner and I, I don't not drink. Mm-hmm. I just feel like most of the time I'm like weird enough as it is that I don't need any sort of like chemical <laughs> assistance. Sure. But I figured, you know, I also like, I've lost like 125 pounds over the past couple of years. So I like oh, wow. don't need the calories all the time. Mm-hmm. But I uh, decided that I hadn't eaten. I had room in my budget like to have a drink and I was there. I was having fun. So I went to this little cute little Mexican food place and I ordered a drink. They were, ha- it was like their happy hour or whatever. And I ordered what looked like the sweetest, like fruitiest, non-alcohol tasting thing on uh-huh. the menu. Uh, Those and get you. Yeah, no. So I, so I've learned the problem yeah. with not drinking and like, I didn't drink at all until I was 21. And even then I don't drink very often, but uh-huh. it just means that I didn't learn. It's like, sure. I, I don't know how alcohol like works or affects me so i well now i kind of do because of this story so it makes but you a criminal yeah so no. <laughs> a terrible monster Wait, can I, you explain what is a snow cap i'm guessing it's candy it's but yeah so it's like um there's a french word for it but i can't i don't know how to say it but they're like a a chocolate disc with little white dots of sprinkle on the top Oh, okay. Yes, I can picture it. Yeah, and the yeah. snow caps are little chocolate chip ones, but the the ones I stole were like the gourmet big disc ones. Wow. Um, so I had this, I drank this whole fruity drink and then the waiter comes over and he's like, did you like it? And I was like, yeah, it was really good. And he goes, yeah. And it's our best bang for your buck, you know, cause it's like mostly triple sec. And I feel like <laughs> in that moment, like, like ev- yeah, like everything got blurry and fuzzy and like I paid, but then I just left my bag at the restaurant. Oh, man. Uh, it's like they- a teen movie. The moment where you're- Yes, it was very cinematic. Yeah. What's in my drink? It was, except I knew it was mostly triple sec that was in my (laughs) drink. Um, 
they gave me a bag of like churros to take with me <laughs> and uh I was like wandering around eating them I was like this will absorb the alcohol so I tried to I was, I was like I gotta walk this off I can't go back to the Airbnb like this uh-huh. so I wandered it into like that'd be the safest place to be I didn't want to make an ass of myself in front of this <laughs> nice guy and oh, his very okay. elderly dog uh so I was like, I'll walk it off in a Gap Kids across the street. And I tried to go in <laughs> with my churros and they said I couldn't bring the churros in. And I yelled, if Gap Kids is not a friend of churros, then I'm not a friend of Gap Kids. And then <laughs> <laughs> I, there was you a... You tell ca- them. I did. I, you know, fighting the system. So uh, there was a candy shop across the street. So I wandered over and I love snow caps. So I got one of those like plastic bags and was filling up the plastic bag with the snow caps Uh and then I was looking at it and I was like this is way too many snow caps (laughs) and so I scoop should I take a Uh, take a breather it's probably Mike it's cool hey come here um we're just finishing up with this no 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 just have a seat uh no you're uh it's Mike's fault this is really like, like this is really capturing the festival uh Festival it is. It's comedy time. sleepaway camp. Yeah, we'll see, f- I might edit this part out, but we'll see. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll leave it. Yeah, get a real vibe of limestone. It really feels like we're we're hanging out. Um. So. So you took all these snow caps. So I took. So I scooped them out with my hand. Intending to pay for them. Yes, but I scooped a bunch out with my hand, and then I was like, oh, I can't put these back. I touched it with my grubby little paw, and so I just <laughs> I panicked. And the girl who was working there was like a student at the college, and she just was outside smoking. She did not give a shit. Yeah. And so. Uh, I panicked and then I just put them all in my pocket because I was like, I don't know what to do with these. And um, then I paid for the rest of them. Uh, okay, so you really buried the lead here because you made it seem like you stole, but you you bought and then you... Oh, yeah, no. So you it did is, buy them. This is like the <laughs> the most Midwestern, like... So you're feeling guilty for taking a little bit more than you paid for. Yeah, I also... I don't know. I just had like, I've never stolen anything else. And I just was so worried about it for so long afterwards, which is like silly. Cause it was just, it was literally a pocket full of unwrapped chocolate, which also, so I was very proud of myself after I was like walking back to the Airbnb. I was like, I did it. I was like, I got really drunk in a weird little suburb of Philadelphia <laughs> and I handled it like an adult. And then I put my hand in my pocket to get my keys. And I was like, Oh no. And I just had a pocket a oh jeans God. pocket full of melted chocolate that i had stolen like a criminal i uh, like that your mentality was i don't want this so i'm gonna put it back but then you still took it no but i just didn't where else was i gonna put it but you didn't the whole idea was that you didn't want well you could have left it in the bag no because i did i didn't want it but i didn't my hand i scooped it out to put it back <laughs> and my hand touched it and i was like i can't put this back in gen pop like i can't like <laughs> I can't dirty the rest of these little snow caps up oh my with my grubby little drunk churro fingers. Uh, so I panicked and I was like, I don't want to just leave them there for the girl to deal with. I was like, that was rude. Uh, and I just panicked. I didn't have a better spot than my pocket. So I didn't put them like, I'm going to take these because I want them. I expressly didn't want them. Uh, but I felt like I couldn't put them back sure. without being, it was like a, like a catch 20. It was like a, yeah. Both like I've been watching the Chernobyl docu series, and it was like both <laughs> options were exactly bad. Exactly the same. It sounds yeah, just it's like the same. Yeah, I would have done great All in those that sort children of. Children died after you um, stole yeah. candy. Uh, this is also a side note. I applied to go vaccinate feral dogs in Chernobyl. Uh, huh. Yeah, 
and I haven't heard back yet, but I'm going to be real pissed if I got into Limestone, but not the Chernobyl exclusion zone to go vaccinate their feral dogs. Because uh, I feel like there can't be more Do, people. Well, I mean, going to say, if you, if to apply, you sent a comedy tape, I don't know that that will help you. <laughs> if I don't get in, I'm going to have my agent contact them, like work out the details. But there can't be more people applying to do that than this. Uh, mm. But I'm going to, I should write about that story that I made a hard decision because I had to, that great personal sacrifice to the pair of pants I was wearing. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say, I think you can let it go. I think you can let go of the guilt. I appreciate that. What did you, did you end up eating all the snow caps? No, they melted in my, I was going to lick it off my <laughs> jeans pocket. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you think? I have a question. Yes. When you do something bad, if it's like stealing, not, I don't want to say bad, but yeah. like a uh, frowned upon in society, illegal, yeah. I'd say, because, it's not like it's bad. Inherently. I've never done anything else illegal. No, that's okay, not true. But, but in this situation, does it make the thing you did worse if you actually just went through and enjoyed it because you've already done the crime? I'm curious what you think. Because I, I, I'm like, also the same way. If I do something on accident like steal, I would be like, well, maybe if I don't enjoy it, I won't feel guilty for the yeah. thing I did. But no matter what, I still did it. It's already it. happened. And so in a hypothetical situation, if the snow caps had survived, yeah. uh, I probably would have eaten them. And it, I don't know that that would be so much of an ethics thing, so much as I love no caps. <laughs> uh, and I probably would have felt guilty while eating them, but I was like, I can't return them. And I like, you know, I can't yeah. bring them back. It's not going to, they're not going to take them. And I like, I already had them and I don't have a ton of self-control. So I, I think have, if that's the worst thing you did while drunk, I think you've got a very blessed life. <laughs> <laughs> I have peed in a church. Um, okay. <laughs> Where can people find you, Hayden? Uh, they can find me on all sorts of social media at Hayden Crystal, H-A-Y-D-E-N-K-R-I-S-T-A-L. It is pronounced like the mouth, but spelled like a stripper. Cool. Uh, <laughs> my family crest. So Love it's it. Um, thanks so much for sharing that story. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah.